What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of SSPN Postgame. Uh, this may be one of the more disappointing ones of the season just because of the nature of this loss. Um, when I turned off the TV when it was the final rebound there, there might have been some free throws for Jalen Williams at the end of the game, but it was 117-111, might have been 119 or 118. 111, mm -hmm. depending on how those final free throws went. Um, obviously, Ethan, a great first half for the Spurs, taking advantage of an SGA-less Thunder team, you know, doing exactly kind of what they – it looked really similar to those first six games or those first six wins, excuse me, uh, at the beginning of the year. Um, and really, from my perspective, it was like, okay, you know, they're matching up with an, with an SGA-less Thunder team. And so, you know, they were able to – have a little bit of success you know with having a little bit of an even playing field for the first time in a while and then in the second half I think they just felt like they were going to be able to keep shooting that hot streak scored almost 80 points in the first half um and <laughs> the thunder just took over it was it was the complete opposite of the first half is what happened in the second half Jalen Williams a career high um you know running their offense to perfection had 25 points tonight on efficient shooting um had that huge poster at the end of the game, um, or excuse me, just in the second half, uh, you know, and that was really kind of when the momentum felt like it was shifting. There were a lot of points that you could come to. The Trey Man three to take the lead um, was big in the fourth quarter for them to finally come back, but it was like the Spurs coasted in the third quarter, still had a 10-point lead because their lead was so big, and they probably felt like they could go out there again in the fourth and we'll take care of business. And that's not what happened, Ethan. It was just the opposite. What happened good for the Spurs in the first half is what happened great for the Thunder in the second half. Um, you know, just completely flipped the script. You you could see that one team really responded to their halftime adjustments. Um, but maybe, you know, it's just a conspiracy. Maybe Pop was in there and he was just like, all right, guys, you know, that was great. But uh, we're trying to get Scoot Henderson or Victor Wembanyama. So can y'all go out there and suck? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I really think it was the Spurs. More yeah. so than the Thunder. I agree. <laughs> and I agree. Because <laughs> the, the Thunder had literally exact or one less point in the second half than they did the first half. So pretty much offensively, at least they were consistent, right? Across the board each quarter. But the Spurs, like you said, they just completely took their foot off the gas come mm -hmm. second half, lost what they were doing in the first half, which was really good, aggressive team basketball, hands in the passing lanes, getting up on their men. Uh, defensively forcing turnovers, getting in transition, getting easy baskets at the rim. Um, it felt like everybody wanted to be the man in the first half. And in the second half, it felt like nobody wanted that mission of trying to will us back into the game. And it, it doesn't help when you only shoot 27% from three. It That never helps, Jude. Yeah, 10 for 37 overall, 27%, like you mentioned. Keldon, 4 from 13. Um, a lot of people may look at that and kind of, like you said, have the ugh. Um, and while that does suck, the thing is, I wasn't mad at the threes he was taking. Um, just this kind of continues. It was like, it looked like he was, the first half looked like Keldon looked, you know, the first half of this season so far. And the mm. second half looked like how it looks has looked since. Um, five of twenty-two overall was able to find a way to you know obviously with those threes and and the shots that he did make found the free throw line as well. Five from eight from there. Um, Nineteen points, six assists, seven boards for Keldon. Um, Eleven and three for KBD. Uh, nine, six and three for Zach Collins. Um, tonight was one for three from three, four from six from the field. Devin Vassell had probably the most efficient game of the night. 
which is it's it's a similar story, Ethan. It really is. You know, Keldon's been struggling. You know, Devin kind of did his thing, but it's just not enough. You know, especially in the absence of of Josh Richardson off the bench. Um, Romeo Langford played a great game tonight. He had eight boards, fourteen points, one for two from three as well. Um, Doug didn't shoot too great, but didn't take that many shots either. Um, Isaiah Roby came in, you know, really started the game with a poster. Looked like he was going to have a revenge game. You kind of joked about it to me over text before the start. And then that kind of just went downhill, all the momentum that you saw there. Uh, and that's the same story with Malachi Branham. Played a really solid first half and then really was just kind of discombobulated there um, in the second half. But but Devin, 25 tonight, six boards, three assists with a steal, three of six from three, seven of 13 overall. So you love to see that from Devin. Um, 15 and five from Trey tonight also. Um, but mm. <sighs> when you go over to this, the, the Thunder stat sheet, you got 27 from Jalen Williams with 6-2. And then you've got 14 and 14 from Josh Giddy, 23 from Lou Dort. I mean, and then to, to count it, and that's not even, you know, putting in Trey Mann's uh, performance off the bench as well. And then Aushmain Jang, like all these dudes <laughs> you know, mm. were, that a lot of people, you know, at the beginning of the year, there was that 76ers fan who was like, these are anonymous players, you know, the TikTok when the Spurs were beating them. That's kind of what happened to the Spurs tonight. But it was just a bunch of like foreign draft prospects that Spurs fans had, you know, haven't thought about since then. But, you know, they're on the thunder and they're cooking. <laughs> well, I figured it would be competitive. But man, that second half, we just looked like we weren't we did not belong in the same court as these guys. Like they couldn't miss. And I don't really think the Spurs are playing bad defense like i'm sure i'm sure there were miscommunications at times and and you know lapses in judgment but i mean we for the most part we were contesting these shots they were just tough jumpers and tough floaters in the lane and who knew that Jalen williams was going to go off like you said on efficient 11 for 15 uh doug got hurt in that second quarter he didn't play the entire second half i don't think that was the reason we didn't play well the second half but there's also that you mentioned romeo he to me felt like our second best player tonight Mm-hmm. Um, like I know Keldon got the had most better minutes off the bench. Keldon had technically better numbers, but on super inefficient shooting, and he, he Keldon looks hesitant to me, uh, pulling from range. And I understand why. I just hope that doesn't become a mental thing. I hope I don't like the whole shooting your way out of it mindset, Jude. I don't know how you feel about that, but something you got to tinker with something. Get in the gym. Get back into momentum outside of a game setting. That's just me. I'm not a professional athlete. Maybe he has a better idea of how to do it, but he looks like he's catching the ball, you know, from deep, contested or not. He hesitates for about a second, second and a half, where he tries to kind of find, you know, it feels like he's trying to find right, the grip. right grip. Yeah. And then no, he'll no, shoot exactly, it. And, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't think he did that at the, at the beginning of the season. It felt like he was really letting it fly instantaneously. So I feel like he's kind of overcorrecting. He's like, oh, I got to make sure everything's perfect or it's not going to go in because I'm in a, a shooting slump right now. Um, right. I, I exactly. hope this doesn't last much longer because it's been a rough couple of games for Kelvin. Yeah, I hope so, too. It's kind of like what you said in the live, you know, that can the excuses can only last for so long. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, what I will say is I think that they're just going to continue to tell him to keep shooting out of it. Oh, yeah. Because- I want him to. 
because winning is inconsequential this season. If it was a different situation, I think, you know what I mean? Like you're really trying to win games and that was something he was doing that was helping you win games. And then because it's not working in the game plan anymore, you're losing more and you've got a lot of money invested in different players and stuff. Then, you know, we've seen in the past where they'll, you know, find different ways to get them involved and then maybe go back to the shooting later once it gets better. But because of the context yeah. of the Spurs team, they're going to keep probably being like, hey, dude, <laughs> throw keep up 15, shooting. 13. Just well, keep throwing them up. Let me yeah. rephrase. Keep throwing them up all you want, but don't hesitate. Yes, because if your right. confidence is shot, I don't care how many you shoot, they're never going to go in. You know what I mean? Right. Get right. back into that that classic Keldon confident guy that we all love and, and, and uh, cheer for. But Romeo, like I was saying, second best player to me on the court tonight, really aggressive getting to the rim, really aggressive on the boards. How many did he have? He had eight. He was really fighting for every loose ball, especially every on rebound. offensive rebounds, too. Yeah. Trying to be that catalyst. It felt like, it, especially in that second half when everyone else was kind of on their heels, he felt like he was trying to get everybody to kind of get back up and find that momentum again. Unfortunately, once Oklahoma City grabbed it, they weren't going to give it back to us. Yeah. Our man, Mark says in the comments that IMO offense should revolve around Devin. Kelvin's game is an open book right now. What I will say is that I definitely like, you know, moving forward with the contract and everything, you want Keldon to be a main part of the offense. But once again, and it's not even just like to look at the stat sheet. If you watch every single game like this year, even when Devin hasn't had his best nights shooting, you know, when 0 for 6, I think in the Lakers game, it's like he still found a way to get like 17 or 18. He just missed the threes. Um, and tonight, once again, you know, when everything kind of crumbles apart, you know, around him a little bit, not to say that he didn't have, you know, there were some plays late that you could point to, but overall Devin has kind of been the consistent, like I'm going to get 20 and shoot well every night, despite everything else that is going on around me right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think right now it, it should be a little bit more like he should be the focal point. Um, and you know, as much as we love Keldon and think he has potential to be an all-star, um, you know, Kel uh, you ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Fall Guy, only in theaters May 3rd, rated PG-13. Devin was the lottery pick, so, you know, you shouldn't feel bad about that either. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you're going to give Devin a similar contract. You know, you feel like he's going to be a star, so. I agree. I think for right now, they're co-stars. I think Devin has a higher ceiling. We've talked about this in the past as far as superstar potential goes. Devin, to me, with the ball in his hands, is a better primary ball handler. And he can create his own shot for himself a little bit better than Keldon can at this point. Keldon is great right. when we have the momentum and he's playing within the flow of the offense. He comes off screens yes. great. He's able to cut. He's able to shoot off the ball. Sure, he can create for himself a little bit. But Devin, to me, is far better at that. Um, so he should have the ball in his hands a majority of the time. But I don't have a problem with Keldon bringing it up every once in a while, especially when Trey and Devin go to the bench mm. kind of early on and the, and, the, and the bench guys come in with him. Uh, at, at that point, he's our best option because, like MEZ said, we don't have any point guard depth right now with Blake Wesley being hurt mm -hmm. and Joshua Primo being a convict. Um, it, it's difficult to, to find a backup point at this point in the season. 
is he is he technically like not technically a comic, no though? technically no <laughs> but i get what you're saying <laughs> and that's what we were talking about the live it's like we just want to know just tell us anyways um but going back to Devin and and keldon and how you mentioned that hesitancy that's something we're not seeing from Devin. not at all right not at all and and that's the thing with Keldon. At the beginning of the year, it felt like there was much less hesitancy. And that's when he was going crazy, you know, scoring 30 points and whatnot. Um, and obviously, like, I think that once it, this all, once again, the one overlooming factor with this is what we talked about a while back is just teams also having a scheme and having tape on the Spurs now. Of course, yeah. that's very important, too. Um, but at the same time, I think that Keldon just needs to get over whatever mental thing is going on right now because it's like, dude. Like, I know that and I'm sure he the Spurs put a lot on his shoulders and he feels like he's the franchise guy with the contract and everything. And he doesn't want to disappoint. And I'm sure he's, you know, he's wanted to be the star of an NBA team since he's a little kid. I'm sure. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's OK, dude. Like this, this is the year, like of all the years, this is the one where it's like you can have a slump. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it it's just I, I really feel like that's mental. Obviously, it's like. It's kind of hard to say that, you know, sitting from this chair, watching it on my computer. But at the same time, it it really feels like that's what it is. Because when you talk about the grip thing, I saw that like three or four times tonight. He catches it and then he like moves the ball a little bit. It's like, then you're not as open. You know what yeah. I mean? And it was still like, maybe it went in or maybe it just barely rimmed out. Um, but at the same time, it's like our man Adrian C is saying right now. Keldon doesn't look like himself right now. And I say that because I think he will come back. Right. And and I completely agree with that. It's going to take a little bit of time. Who knows how long this slump lasts? Now, if it just continues the whole time, you know, that's not a good time. But I really think eventually he'll get out of it. Um, I think it all just kind of stems from teams kind of, like you said, he he's played very well in the flow of the offense. And then teams got schemes to disrupt the Spurs offense. And when that has happened, he's not really been able to create an isolation like Devin has. That was my, right. that was the, the other point I was getting to there it took me a little bit. But Very made- good points. I agree. With, I agree with all of them. Uh, I, I, in, if anything, this could be a blessing in disguise because while he's struggling, it's another opportunity for guys like Romeo, Malachi, Isaiah Roby. Who's going to step up? Who's going to be that guy that kind of helps Devin out? Who's been consistent while Keldon continues to struggle. And it's also a good test for Keldon because mm-hmm. stars and superstars, whatever you think his ceiling is, all star for a couple years, whatever it is. The, everybody goes through shooting slumps. Steph Curry, Giannis, they all go through slumps where they aren't as efficient as they'd like to be. Um, it's overcoming those slumps, getting around that curve, and and you know altering your game maybe a little bit so that you can be a better contributor. You know that that that'll be the big test for Kelton Johnson is can he and is he able to do that? And I think he will. It just might take a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. Well. You know, just looking at some of the other games moving forward with the Spurs now six and sixteen. You know, this one sucks, but in the context of the season, it's really not the end of the world. Um, and now what? They moved to one, one and fourteen in their last fifteen now. Um, really, since that Toronto game, <laughs> dude. Remember, if we watched that Toronto game, everything has just been downhill mm, from that really? absolute blowout, dude. Yeah, because yeah. before then, you had that you had the win over Chicago, and then you had the win over Minnesota. And, you know, that's where Keldon has 33 and 25 back to back. And even in the loss before that against Minnesota, Keldon had had 27. So, you know, yeah, when that kind of disappears as it has, that's yeah. what's kind of happened to the Spurs on top of playing tougher teams as well. Um, and, and you got a fun date with New Orleans this Friday and then Phoenix on Sunday. So 
it, it's mm. not going to get any easier um especially when you just look at the rest of the schedule really i mean like almost the entirety i know that sounds crazy to say but like almost it's like they got the little bit of the cupcakes earlier in the year almost is yeah. what it feels like and maybe that's just minnesota um which is just wild looking back on it um mm. but you know what you i think i have the fix to put us in the finals this year what's up let's trade let's trade Duh, Josh Richardson and Doug McDermott get Peyton Pritchard or we'll sign PJ Dozier as a free agent. And I think we're in the finals, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Look, uh, I, uh, we'll MEC package is- Doug McDermott. We'll, tri- we'll package KJ and Devin. We'll get Jalen Williams. There's our superstar. I will say, look, Jalen, Jalen Williams is he's a rookie good. and he's, he's got a, he's got a ton of potential. And watching this game, you know, we've had a couple on some other episodes. We kind of talk about the other teams. We want to keep it on the Spurs, but my thoughts on the Thunder tonight, obviously uh, a lot of it is is kind of tough because it's like this is an SGA-less team and they, they, sh- they just did this to you, which is not good. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> Jalen Williams, he shot up draft boards like late in the process this year. Um, and he was in his third year at Santa Clara, not the biggest school. But yeah, he he looked uh, really, really, really good tonight. Comfortable. Um, yeah, and and he's I mean a point forward really can play. I mean, depending on the the, the system, you, he could play one through four. Um, yeah, but, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't one play like three, him. Really, but build wise, he looks like James Harden, just like how he's shaped. Yeah, yeah. But he, I mean, no, he obviously, is a different player, but he, he just visually, you know. Yeah. No, and I like the the offense that they run under Mark Dignall. I don't even know how to say his last name, yeah, but Dignall, Dignall, Dignall. I, I liked I liked what I saw there. <sighs> Mark says that injuries and the Primo situation ruined the Spurs' momentum. That 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 is another thing that's key to think about during that time. I think also it's it's definitely, um, you know, the teams that they were playing to. Um, but I think that that is another key thing to kind of think about. Um, whenever it's come to this losing streak. Cause I don't really think about that too much, you know, just cause you want to keep it all kind of like on the court, but that did happen like right around when this started. I think that this would have never inevitably like ever have would have happened regardless. Um, but maybe that did kind of kickstart it. It definitely didn't help. Yeah, it definitely. Didn't that's help. for sure. Um, yeah, when it comes to acquiring PG depth, I just don't like like we mentioned in the live on Monday, I just don't think that they're going to do it. Like it's not yeah. that I disagree, it's just that they're not going to do it. That's why they signed Alize Johnson and cut a guard, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right, but funny. but but like, you know, it, it, once it, it'll it'll be better obviously when Blake Wesley comes back. And that's just kind of what they're going to do. They're going to give him those minutes whenever he comes back, which should be like, you know, now only a month away, hopefully. We're now we're not trying to win. Uh, Pop likes Jay Rich for now, I and mean, he's not doing terrible. He's not great, but then, like you said, Blake Wesley's coming back. It's so just on. inconsequential. They just won't <laughs> do it. I mean, sure, yeah. I would love to go get another. Sure, let's go get a backup point, but I, I don't think that they will. That's all we're saying. Yeah, but any other final thoughts on on this Thunder game tonight, Ethan? I feel like it's really just a representation of how the season's gone. Honestly, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of a f- funny metaphor. <laughs> You're right. It's very symbolic of what we've seen thus far. Super strong start. 
and then Doug goes down, and then our team falls apart <laughs> in the second oh, half. Gosh. They're just so young, like yeah, and they don't have the experience. I don't know. Maybe maybe you get Wembenyana next year, or like Scoot, or a superstar, and that just makes them good all of a sudden. But I feel like it's gonna have to. It's just gonna it's gonna take some time, but but I think your dad is one hundred percent right here. We're gonna turn it around, and you know by June we'll be playing in the championship. Sure. <laughs> no no reasoning. It's just gonna happen. That's what mm. matters, right? I want the Spurs and the Hawks in the finals so we can yes. beat DJ. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. And and Trey Jones, he can tat he can pat uh, DJ's head like DJ mm. patted Jabari Smith. Oh, you see ball? how they were they were zero yeah. three since that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, don't have thunder, much to say though. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, the Thunder are young too. You're right, MVZ, which is why it was competitive. But they they're better in my eyes. They have more continuity. They have Josh Giddy in his second year with Lou Dort, Paku Chess. Four of their five starters. Have they do have more experience years at playing but, together. But they. But didn't I have get Shea. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah we, they didn't I mean, have we, their best player. It's still. It still was not a good look, but also the Spurs had some guys out. I mean, I don't know. It's not like Shea, but Sohan, Pirtle, still. Yeah, I like, get what you're saying. Jay Rich, too. Like, a lot of those kind of, you add up those stats together. I wouldn't have been surprised had we won. It's a toss-up at the end of the day. <laughs> but, but yeah. <sighs> Lord, Ethan. It's a fun one though. Look, look, we're gonna keep learning things. We're gonna keep getting to even <laughs> if we chill, dog. We know, we know. We should have. We we had a, a, a dub early on, and we let it go. We're not a great team, bro. Yeah, I feel it's, like it's, he thinks we're attacking him. <laughs> I was like, we're just not. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't mean that by any means. Um, we're just responding to comments and, and giving our <laughs> opinions. But anyways, looking forward, Ethan got the the the. the, the the Pelicans on Friday, and then the Suns on Sunday. We thinking We're another not win either. Game. Oh, oh, and two weekend. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking too. <laughs> For sure. For sure. So, what do you? What is kind of just your outlook when you're looking at games moving forward? For a lot of Spurs fans that maybe like watch this game tonight, and they're just like, "Man, do I even want to watch these guys for the rest of the season?" Like, what are what are some reasons that like they can tune in, and what are some things to look for just kind of the rest of the year, other than watching college ball as well? You're looking for improvement. You're looking for game-to-game development of Keldon and Devin, our future young budding stars. Uh, you're hoping KJ can shoot his way out of this slump, that Devin will continue to show glimpses of superstar potential, perhaps. you got guys like Malachi and Romeo playing who you didn't really expect to get meaningful rotational minutes early on in the year. So you're looking for them to kind of take control of that opportunity. And you never know with a young team like this. We might come out and pop you in the mouth and get up by 20 points. I have 80 points in the first half. It looks like we're going to run away with a win. And then we fall apart in that second half. You know, it, it, it's entertaining regardless of whether or not we can get a win or not. Right. No. And, and that's, that's, I think the fun thing about this team. It's like, even tonight, this is like, you know, and this is like the worst L you could have, but it was still like fun to watch. Like you got to yeah. see a ton of highlights in the first half. Um, I mean, like, like the Roby poster is going to be so forgotten in this game. You know, obviously, you know, his old team got the job done and took advantage of him late, you know, but there were even a bunch of blocks. I mean, it was it was a fun, fun one for sure. <laughs> and another re- I watched these games. Remember back in like 2014, 15, when the Bucks sucked and they had but they still had Giannis. Yeah. And then like the Sixers sucked, but they still had Joel Embiid. 
Like I kind of want, I like, I want, I wish I could go back to those years and watch the team and see if I could see those glimpses of what those kind of players would become mm-hmm. while they were losing. Cause right. I, you know, and the same thing hopefully will, will happen five years from now when we're looking back. Like I remember watching Devin Vassell back when he was on a, a crap team. They couldn't even beat the Oklahoma city thunder without Shea Gildas Alexander. And now he's a all-star, whatever he might be. So I watch it for the history of it. Yeah, and that's that's a really good point too because I feel like in in the, the there are some like teams. How do I? Say, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to say this. There are a lot of young players making immediate impacts, mm-hmm. but also as you mentioned with Giannis and and there's some others that you can go down the list. D book. It took a while for the Suns to get good. Um, a lot of these young pl- there are, are also a lot of examples of young players taking time to develop. And then turning into stars later. Look at Kristaps uh, Przingis. Obviously, he was a star, kind of starting for for Early the Knicks, on, but yeah. then fell off, right? And then now is kind of remaking a name for himself on the Wizards right now. And I believe they're like in the playoff hunt, at least in the East. I'm not sure where they're at in the standings, but I want to say they were doing pretty well. Um, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about there. I'm actually going to go check that. But the point is, is in this results-driven league where there are a lot of young players like John ja Morant even a Jalen Williams tonight, like players making immediate impacts um, there. That doesn't mean that if like a Devin Vassell or a Keldon Johnson isn't winning games tonight, that they can't be a really good player, you know, with a couple more years of development, still growing into their bodies. I mean, these guys are like 22 years old. Um, yeah. And, you know, most Spurs fans are definitely are looking with, with a forward facing view. So, um, yeah, I'm not ready to write any of these guys off yet. That's for sure. Enjoy the losing while it lasts because we went 20-something years winning and that kind of got boring. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> I'm sure. just joking, of course. Um, What was I going to say? Here's what our man Mark has to say. Do you think the Spurs will make moves in the trade deadline? I'm not sure. That's. <laughs> I wish I had a better answer, but like, uh, I'm not sure. Because uh, if, if you're already losing, there's really no point of like, I mean, unless you really just want some picks. I think we might – we're definitely going to be in discussions. We're going to try and get – if we can get a, a couple unprotected first or at least one unprotected first for, say, a Jay Rich and Doug, I think that they might pull the trigger because especially right now, neither of them have been – or Doug's been playing, but he just got hurt again with the mm-hmm. little ankle thing. But Jay Rich hasn't really been playing that much, and we both feel like – you know, we're not winning with or without him on the court. Maybe we make that move, but I don't know if we'll trade Jakob. I don't think that that's as likely as we thought it might be early on in the offseason. Yeah, for sure. Well, we appreciate you guys checking out this episode of SSPN Post Game. Um, are we going to be able to do Friday or Sunday? Uh, I think I can do both. Okay. I may be able to do both too. We'll keep it posted. Stay locked in on the SSP and YouTube, our community posts, but also you can stay updated to the show on our Twitter accounts. Go to at SSP and on YT to watch it there uh, at Jude McLaren at Ethan underscore Quintero to stay updated for when we're going to post all that stuff. Usually it's the day of we'll put out a tweet and a little bit of a preview and everything like that. Um, so you can go check it out and don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoy the content. We appreciate you guys, as always, for being in the comments. We'll see you guys in the next one. Go Spurs, go. Catch y'all later.